to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Happy Sunday, everyone. Well, it is our custom every year, the last Sunday of the year, to do what we call our Golden Bowl Ceremony. And the idea behind it is to lead you in a process where we can make some New Year's resolutions, or as we refer to them, New Year's intentions, that really stick, that really will guide you through a a new year in a new way, with new goals and, and the ability to achieve those goals. Well, normally we do it almost one-on-one. We have all of our licensed practitioners here in the room, and one by one people come up. There's a little hand-washing station, and they get rid of some of the things that no longer serve them. They symbolically wash their hands of the old year and some of the things that didn't work out. And then they move up and claim their intentions for the year, and we individually bless them. And, And, oh gosh, am I looking forward to next year when we might do that again. Uh, So this year we're going to do it a little differently. We still have our golden bowl that we'll put our intentions into. And I'll guide you through a process at home that you can go through as I guide you with my voice and uh, LaRonda and the band anchors it with music. And I think we'll accomplish the same thing right from our own homes this year. First of all, what you have to know is it's a two-part process. We really are going to lead you through giving up some of the things that aren't working. And sometimes I get questions about that. Why do we have to release things? Why do we have to give up some things in order to experience that newness? Well, what I have found so often is that when we claim an intention, when we claim some form of newness, the, the bad news is there's really no room for it in our lives. We'll, we'll say something or make a resolution that sounds like, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go to the gym every day and lose weight. Uh, but then when we start examining it, exactly where would that fit in my life? Where's the, where's the free two hours, three times a week that I want to do that? It's, it's like we have to give up some part of our current existence, literally, to make room for the intentions that we would want to have. Sometimes, too, what we have to give up is our own frame of mind. Uh, I know one year, one of my intentions was uh, was to be out of doors more, and I had thought that I would do some kayaking, not even thinking about the fact that I'm fairly afraid of water, right? It's like, no, I got to give up the fear of water if I want to be successful in a kayak. So almost with anything that's new, there is something leading into that that we have to give up. Either we have to make way for it, we have to make room for it, or we might have to give up old ways of thinking. I know so often people want to claim abundance for the following year uh, without even thinking about their own attitudes about people with money. How do you picture yourself being a millionaire if you already distrust millionaires? right? We have to give up the notion that something about money is, uh, is evil or, or complicates life if we want to achieve some of those goals. So I think that's where I want to start today with leading you in a process of giving up some of the things that no longer serve us. And I've created a little bit of a releasing meditation that I'll, I'll use for you. The idea is you can just close your eyes, 
And follow along, I'll have Ken Brewer, our accompanist, uh, join me with a little music today as I walk you through this releasing meditation. So I invite you to just sit comfortably. Place your feet on the floor, your arms and legs uncrossed. Let your eyes close gently. And take a couple of breaths. We breathe in. And we breathe out. We breathe in. And we breathe out. Notice the sound and the feel of your own breath as you breathe in and breathe out. With each breath, you go a little deeper into the quiet and peace of your own thoughts and emotions. You breathe in and you breathe out. And now imagine that you're in the forest, standing by the bank of a slowly flowing stream. It's a warm, easygoing day. The sunlight filters down gently through the trees, providing a soft and even light. It's fall, and the forest is alive with color. Luscious hues of red and yellow brighten the canopy above. Breathe in and just notice the light scent of trees and forest, the freshness of the air. Look out at the stream and notice the sparkling light of the sunlight just glimmering across its surface. And hear the sound that the water makes as it lightly moves over the rocks. You notice that there are leaves from the trees floating past on the surface of the stream. Leaves have begun to fall. They're all of different shapes and sizes, different colors, just sliding by on the stream, sliding down and out of sight. This is all you need to do for the time being. Just notice the leaves, like thoughts, passing by. Start to become aware of your thoughts, your feelings, sensations. Each time you notice a thought or a feeling, just imagine putting it on a leaf letting it float down the stream, your idle thoughts literally just floating out of your consciousness on the stream of that consciousness. You can do this regardless of whether the thought is positive or negative or neutral, pleasurable or painful. Just put it on one of those leaves. See it gently flow down the stream and out of sight.
And now gently turn your awareness to some of the thoughts, beliefs, and worries of this past year, of 2020. These are the things that have been troubling you throughout the year. These beliefs and thoughts have had a negative impact on your life. Thoughts of disease and discord. Emotions of fear and anxiety. You don't need to be affected by these thoughts and feelings if you have them. Just notice them in your mind. Reach down and pick up one of the leaves floating in the stream and place a troubling thought or belief on the leaf. You can bend down and put the leaf with your troubling thought on it back into the moving water. It might be the fear of disease. It might be a, a fear of lack or anxiety around money. Just watch it as it floats away from you, further and further away. It's just on the edge of visibility, and now it's gone. And as it is gone, notice that you're feeling lighter and lighter. Now return to your thoughts. Become aware of another thought, belief, or worry that has troubled you this year. A situation typically that you can neither change nor control. It can be personal, could be global. Pick up one of those floating leaves, put the troubling situation on that leaf, and place it back into the moving stream. You watch it float further and further away. Just notice how you feel. There it is, just now going out of sight. By acknowledging your troubling thoughts and beliefs, you can begin to accept them, to release them into the stream of spirit. We let go of our attachment to these, these feelings and thoughts that no longer serve us. No need to fix them, no need to solve them. For now, they just are what they are, floating down the stream of life, floating out of our need to do anything. Continue to release your concerns into the stream of spirit for the next few moments. Gradually, as negative beliefs are released, a positive and fertile area is created in your consciousness, a place for newness, a place for more positive ideas of love, of peace, of abundance, of joy, of wholeness, of celebration. If you have thoughts, feelings, or sensations, just place them on the leaves and watch them move down the stream. 
It is normal and natural even to lose track of this exercise. Your mind will wander. When you notice yourself losing track, just bring yourself back to watching the leaves on the stream. Place any thoughts, feelings, concerns, or sensations, any worries that have plagued you this last year, any anxieties or false beliefs, just place them on the leaves and see them disappear out of sight. And now it's time to allow the image of the stream to dissolve. Slowly bring your attention back to sitting in your room, resting comfortably in your chair. You can now open your eyes and notice the room around you. Have a stretch and welcome back. Next, I'd like to invite LaRonda for a song to help further not only anchor this releasing exercise, but to invigorate us for moving ahead in the second part of our ceremony. Karen Drucker's There Is Only Love. moment in this place I remember who I am letting fear and worry fall away from me I open my eyes to see that there is sets us free there is only love when I lose myself when it seems I've lost my way it's when I go and I quiet my mind I can hear spirit say there is that sets us free there is only 
sets us free. There is only love. There is only, there is only, there is only. I think we're ready for part two of this. So how do we know what to say yes to? What is it that we want to experience more of in this coming year? We've, we've given up the past. We've given up the worries and anxiety of trouble of 2020. What is it that we want to be different? What do we want to explore in this coming year? Well, you know, we're not alone in this idea of intentions. Often other people call them New Year's resolutions. And of course, I think we all know how well New Year's resolutions typically work. So how are we going to be different this year? Well, well, first of all, I want to share with you a funny story. So, so I happened to be in uh, Winco doing some shopping on, of all things, Christmas Eve. And you could tell the people in Winco on Christmas Eve were wishing they were somewhere else, right? <laughs> it's like no one wanted to be grocery shopping on Christmas Eve. But there we were. And, and I noticed, especially the checker I was in the line with, she looked tired. It was only about three in the afternoon, but she really looked tired tired. And so I got my all of my groceries on the, the belt and I'm standing in line. And, and I think all of you have experienced the rack of magazines that are typically there in the checkout line. And I happened to cross this one. It's a magazine called Women's World. And the headline is, Drop 43 Pounds by Christmas. And it's funny, I, I held up the magazine for the checker to see, and then I looked down at my own waistline, and I said, well, what do you think? <laughs> and she looked down at her waistline, and the two of us laughed until we cried right there in the middle of Winco on Christmas Eve. Because, of course, the idea of dropping 43 pounds by Christmas, it's like, it's crazy, but yet isn't that... Isn't that the sort of New Year's resolution that you hear so often? I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get a raise at work. I'm going to exercise every day from now on. I'm going to, I'm going to get healthy this year. I'm going, to, I'm going to find a new husband this year. What, whatever thoughts come into our head, we blurt them out as a New Year's resolution. And of course, what happens, right? We don't even get so far as to go to the gym once. <laughs> we make literally no changes in our lives. And, and the reason for that, of course, is New Year's resolutions, the ones that are successful, they're an inside-out proposition. They're something that requires a change on the inside in order for us to experience a change on the outside. In order for us to have a different life, we have to become slightly different people. Now, this is just one of the, the foundational aspects of the science of mind. I hope some of you are planning on, on taking my class in spiritual principles and practices because this is one of the key principles is that life works from the inside outward. If we want to see something different on the outside, our thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors have to change on the inside. Literally, we need to become slightly different 
if we want to see the world be slightly different. So I do have a, a key for you for making resolutions, or as we call them, intentions, that really stick. The first one is that idea that they embrace a change in you. So, so often people might have a, a resolution or a desired change of, of coming into a lot of money, for instance. But what a change in you would be required to support that? So often when people fall into a pot of money, whether it's through an inheritance or whether it's through winning the lottery or something like that, if you check in with them just a few years later, you discover that money is gone because they haven't changed what's necessary in them to be good stewards of the money, to be able to grow the money, to be able to do something with the money that is ultimately productive. For instance, rather than having a New Year's resolution of I'm going to be a millionaire in 2021, maybe a better resolution would be I'm going to learn about money and learn to be a good steward of money. Does that make sense? Do you see that idea of working on the inside first? I'm going to work on me. I'm going to become a good steward of money. And then in order to be a good steward of money, right? Spirit is going to provide me the money to take care of. You see, we work on the change on the inside first. And then it becomes real for us in the outer world. So the first key for a good New Year's intention is it needs to embrace a change in you first more than an intention around the outside world. Another common one I hear is, well, I intend to find a life partner in 2021. And I would say that's interesting. Uh, and, and of course, that could be an intention. But what about an intention around being more lovable and more personal for yourself? You're, after all, the one that's going to attract in this marvelous person perhaps an intention around being more lovable, around being a better communicator, around being more filled with integrity and peace, right? Think about what would be attracted to you that would be lasting and permanent. You just don't want a person to show up. You want a person to show up that truly would be your life's purpose mate. And for that to happen, the change has to be in here. The change starts inwardly. Okay, the second piece of it, and this one often will catch people unaware, and that is that your New Year's intention ought to be measurable. And what I mean by measurable is that you can concretely see that you're taking steps towards it. And so sometimes people will make a New Year's resolution that sounds more like, uh, uh, next year I want to be healthier, or next year I want to be richer. And those are interesting, but to what degree, right? How will I know that I'm on the path towards that? And so you might want to make a resolution that has more concreteness to it. You might want to say, next year I want to see myself, I don't know if it's a, a physical change, uh, next year I want to see myself exercising every week, I want to see myself eating more healthy in a certain kind of way, and so on. Your resolution 
ought to be something that you could measure. Am I actually going to the gym three times a week? Am I actually embarking upon these classes that will help me to be a better steward of money or whatever it might be? There ought to be some traction. And there's two reasons for this. One is that you can see yourself making progress and that helps. If you can see that you're taking steps in the right direction, what a blessing to see, hey, there's action happening here. I'm making some progress on it. But the other reason is you can use it a bit as a compass. If I do this activity, will I be getting closer to my goal? Will I be fulfilling my intention? Or will I be getting further away from my goal and my intention? And the only way that you can judge that is if your goal has some details with it. If your intention has some traction and some meat on it, then you can really use it as that compass. The third thing that makes for a good intention is that they ring true. And, and here's one that there's no substitute for just saying it out loud. If you say your intention out loud, do you believe it? Do you see it? Do you fit into it? And so often the trouble here is that we don't actually love ourselves enough for that intention to be real for us. And there will be that little voice in the back of your head that when you read an intention that doesn't ring true, it'll, that little voice will be like, Ooh, uh, you know, that's probably not going to happen. And so I always recommend once you've come up with what you think is a good New Year's resolution, a wonderful intention for the coming year, that you say it out loud and really listen from that perspective of, am I on board for this? Am I going to follow through with this? And it's that ring true test. Does this ring true? Is this something that I can do, that I will do, that will be mine? And if it rings true, what a perfect intention. It means that you love yourself enough to do whatever is necessary for that to happen. So those are my three tricks, I guess, if you will, for a good New Year's intention that will last. The next thing I want to do is to actually guide you in coming up with that intention for yourself. You'll notice that we have our golden bowl here, and normally in the process of the golden bowl ceremony, people would come up with their intentions in the form of a, of a written down intention. We put them in the bowl and so on. I've managed to do this uh, hopefully in a way that most of you can access. If you go to our website at cslportland.org, you'll see a button right on the front page that says uh, to click here and have us witness your intention. It's uh, cslportland.org slash intentions, uh, or you can press that button and it'll take you to that page. If you fill out your intention online, it'll be automatically emailed to the center here. We'll print them up act as a witness, I'll have uh, either one of the ministers or practitioners here will read and witness your intention, and then we'll go ahead and place it in the golden bowl for you. The golden bowl goes into our practitioner room, and it's prayed for and prayed over really throughout the entire year. But I think it's time to move into our little bit of visioning around those intentions for 2021. Now, if you haven't done visioning with us before, it is a little bit like a meditation. You can close your eyes if you like. Just sit comfortably in your chair. And I'm just going to ask a few questions. 
and you're going to allow spirit, you're going to allow God to bring the answers to those questions in, through your intuition into your mind. And they can take the form of a word or a thought, a picture or an idea, a symbol. And I want you just to use that information to answer these questions I'm going to ask. So just sitting comfortably, just allowing your mind to associate freely with whatever thoughts may come to you, we ask the first question, what is spirit's highest vision for newness in 2021? So this is your personal highest vision for newness in 2021. Is it a new job? Is it a healed relationship? Is it improved health? Just which one or two new experiences or new ideas would make all the difference? And so our, our first question, what is Spirit's highest vision for newness in 2021? We ask and we listen. The next question, what must I give up or release for these intentions to come to fruition? Is there some old idea, some old fear or trouble? What must I give up or release for these intentions to come to fruition? We ask and we listen. Next we ask, what must I change about me for these intentions to be fully realized? What needs to change in me to make room or space or, or the ability to embrace these intentions? What must I change about me for these intentions to be fully realized? We ask and we listen. And our last question, what must I embrace for these intentions to come into my life quickly and easily? Is it a spiritual principle? Is it a quality of God? What must I embrace for these intentions to come into my life quickly and easily? Must I embrace love or peace? Must I embrace abundance or joy? What must I embrace for these intentions to come into my life quickly and easily? And so I bless this time of visioning. I give uh, gratitude for it. I know that these ideas and thoughts, these 
symbols and pictures have come easily and effortlessly. I know it will be easy for us to remember these intentions later. I give thanks, I let it be, and so it is. So I invite you now to open your eyes. For those of you who would like to have us witness your intentions, you can do so at cslportland.org slash intentions. Just fill out a form and uh, we'll print them up, add them to the bowl. I'd like to invite Reverend Marilyn to come up right now. We've been busy already this morning, and so have you. We already have a number of intentions that have been uh, submitted during this process, and I invite Reverend Marilyn to put them in the bowl. And let's do just a, a short blessing here for those people who have added them to our Golden Bowl already and for those people who will have them added shortly. I see you. I hear you. I agree with you. And I support your intentions with love. Thank you, Marilyn. So now as our time of conscious giving, I invite you to take your gift or your tithe and, and place it over your heart if you're going to mail it in. I also know that some of you are even now logging on to your tithely account, uh, texting us a gift, or might be going to our website, cslportland.org, to make a donation. I want to bless you and thank you for the many gifts that we have received throughout this year. We're just in the process of preparing our budget for next year, and I'll, I'll even thank you in advance for supporting us into the coming year. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, know that you are blessed here at the Center for Spiritual Living and that your gifts are so warmly received. Thank you. Now I'd like, as uh, part of our closing today, to have Reverend Marilyn come back up. She has a final reading, one of my all-time favorite readings, in fact, to close out our service today. Thank you, Reverend Larry. The Moments of High Resolve by Howard Thurman. Keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve. Despite the dullness and barrenness of the days that pass, if I search with diligence, I can always find a deposit left by my former radiance. But I had forgotten. At the time, I was full-orbed, glorious, and resplendent. I was sure that I would never forget. In the moment of its fullness, I was sure that it would illumine my path for all the rest of my journey. I had forgotten how easy it is to forget. There was no attempt to betray what seemed so sure at the time. My response was whole, clean, authentic. But little by little, there crept into my life the dust and grit of the journey. Details, lower-level demands, all kinds of cross-currents. Nothing momentous, nothing overwhelming, nothing flagrant. Just wear and tear. If there had been some direct challenge, a clear-cut issue, I would have fought it to the end and beyond. In the quietness of this place, surrounded by all the pervading presence of God, my heart whispers, keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve, that in fair weather or in foul, in good times or in tempests, 
in the days when the darkness and the uh, foe are nameless or familiar, I may not forget that to which my life is committed. Keep fresh before me the moments of my high resolve. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.